Go Soy Antonio. We went from like the basketball capital of the world to something. I don't know what this is right now, but we're eight days away from the start of the Tennessee baseball season. And today at noon Eastern, we've got a, a huge, top of the second hour, we've got a huge announcement coming up that's going to shake the lakes and rock the docks. John Adams is presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. He's back again because you, as the old song goes, you can't keep a good man down. And John Adams certainly embodies the description of a good man in every way, shape, and form. Fine American, unbelievable guy, tremendous human being, extremely talented, and you can't stop him. Tony, I, I prefer if you're doling out compliments, could you you'd probably tack on one of these like he's a great writer, but an even better human being. Could you give us that one? Well the thing about John is John's had a Hall of Fame writing queries in many, many halls of many fames. But the truth is that when it comes to integrity, John Adams' name stands above. Yeah. What you laugh at that? I've, I, I, I find I well, that's not a good one. I, I find you to be. Thank you. You've really blessed us uh, last year and a half or so being with us here. It's been an absolute joy. Uh, it, it's been a thrill, really. Um, I wish I could say the same about Tennessee hoops right now, but Matt, <laughs> we we sat here, Matt, till like close to midnight last night. I tried to get people home on Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime, and really, I just sat here for a cup. Usually, we do about ninety minutes after those games. Last night, I was on the air for about two and a half hours. With Matt, with Brian, sans Jerron Maiman. And I was just trying to, the whole time, comprehend how that Tennessee team lost to that Hoopty Vandy team. That Vanderbilt team stinks. They stink. They got beat 60 by Alabama. 6-0 last week. I mean... Brian, they haven't done anything in two years. They were fin and lose to us for the twelfth straight time, a twelve burger. It was uh what was it, like nine straight times on their court, Bry? Some ridiculous thing like that. It was six in a row. Yeah, they they'd won six in a row since twenty sixteen on I, that court. I mean and Madonna May Maron. How in this day and age do you have to tell a kid to go dunk a basketball when it's wide open? Where is the killer instinct on this team? They don't have it. I still, my mind's blown about that. I, I know. I, I, I am trying to, every time I'm trying to get a wide open basket because I am not shooting a one and one free throw. I don't care if we have 200% free throw shooters on the floor. I do not take a chance. I go get a dunk and clinch the game and get the game over and try to get or try to get a run out. When you're trying to inbound the ball that many times in a row, they're going to put pressure on you. You got to do something to make it easy on yourself. Well, John, here's and the thing: they I love just decided here, they, yeah. they went it the hard way. John, here's what I love about sports, right? And they, the, the old baseball writers used to say this about the game of baseball. Game of baseball, you go to a ballpark and you'll see something you've never seen. The game's like that. You just will constantly see something. John, I don't know that I've ever seen a game where there's 16 seconds left and a team is sitting there with one personal foul. Another team's got to commit six fouls to get into a penalty. 
And during that process, not only inbound on the ball, but you're inbound on the ball basically under your own basket, like on the side court there in a funky gym, on that funky floor where you've covered games. I've been in there several times. It's very weird. It's very awkward. It's very peculiar. Some would say queer, if you want to use that term, which has been co-opted for other purposes. <laughs> but but it's, it's a lot of things. And, and here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about it. The that that situation last night, because Brian, myself, and and, and um, Matt are watching the monitor in here, and you've been on with us post game. We're we're getting ready to go live, and so we're all sitting here and we're watching the last couple seconds. And Brian says, "Hey, they need to get a run out dunk. They need to quit inbounding the ball into their own basket, and they need to get a run out dunk." They put the ball in this five-star Phillips kid's hands. He can jump out of the gym. He can run like a gazelle. He's got a wide-open dunk. All he's got to do is go dunk the bat. John, in all your born days, you ever seen anything like that, how weird that was, the ending of that game? It was really weird, Tony, and I think it's fitting that it was played in Vanderbilt's gym. place should probably be condemned. I wonder if anybody's ever inspected it recently but uh, <laughs> it was tennessee's most boneheaded play since joe milton ran out of bounds on the last play against ole miss in 2021 with the game still in reach if you maybe chunk it into the end zone i couldn't get over that and uh, he's bounced back from that pretty well pretty well and maybe phillips will too but good gosh i mean <laughs> think how much basketball he's played I mean, I don't know what was going on. And that from the time I get, I, I guarantee you, the first time that kid put a uniform on, seven or eight years old, when they would give him the ball, he would run toward the goal. For the first time, I bet you, in his life last night, he ran toward a goal and didn't lay a ball in. And I don't know, you know, here's the thing. We're all trying to ascribe. Well, go ahead, Matt. Jump in here. Because we're all trying to ascribe why that happened. Go ahead, jump, Matt. No, I'm just gonna just gonna say that that's what's so maddening about it is it's just so that's the natural thing to do. It's just to go in and dunk it. You know, even if you're only up one and you know there's three seconds left, you're, you you naturally just want to go up and dunk the ball, even if it were to give Vandy a chance to tie. Like, I, and it would have put the game away. You would have gone up by four. And it's just the natural thing to do when you're in the open court. And you have a wide open dunk. I think what happened. Got to figure out why. Why would he not do that? Because he's obviously not coached that way. But is there something that's been instilled in this team and feel like that? That's everybody saying. For some reason, just freeze up offensively, especially the barnstormers are coming. John, the barnstormers are coming to the castle now. The critics. Let me ask you, John. You this. Everybody's laying in wait on Barnes. You know that. Look, when a guy does what he did with the UCLA thing and then comes out and says, and I'm just a keep it real person, okay? I think there are things in life that you, unless you win a championship, you don't come back from. When you, any fan base, you get in front of, and I don't care if it's college, pro, high school, anybody, and you go to the media and you say, hey, if they'd have paid my buyout, I'd have left. In other words, I'm better in this place. That's, that's code for... I'm better than this place. If they'd have paid my buyout, I'm leaving. I, I kind of am here, but I'm not really a part of you. That's what he said. I mean, I didn't say it. He said it. And when you do that, when you do that, people, and I call those people the barnstormers. That's my name for them. They're going to lay in wait 
for you to have nights like you had last night or have stretches like you have right now. And we heard from a bunch of them last night, these people that are all put out with him. They're literally John the Barnstormers blaming Rick Barnes because that kid didn't lay that ball in last night. And here's their narrative, John. I know you're making a face. I'm making a face. Here's their narrative. Well, he just bottles these guys up so much, and, you know, he just he just restricts them so much, and the game is just so unfun on the offensive end, and that's what he does, and it's who he is. And, and John, it's what they're saying. It's what these people are saying. We heard it from several people last night. Well, if you think that way, I mean, I don't think it's that big a stretch. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think the way the game was going, and it was so bizarre, it all became Tennessee inbounding, Vanderbilt fouling. Scoring just became insignificant. It's all about the clock, and I think that became the mindset, and I think that's why he did what he did. Uh, but I can see why. I just had an email. I ran it in my column this yeah, week. Yeah. guy named Chris said the headline was to Rick Barnes, fan to Rick Barnes, just let him play, man. There you go. And uh, and I think they're laying in wait for this guy, John. I really do. I think there are people out there. I'm not saying everybody. But there's a, there's a group of people where when you do something like that, you mark yourself. It's just not smart. I wonder if, because he's a pretty arrogant guy. I mean, you and I know Barnes is kind of an arrogant guy. Very high opinion of himself as a basketball coach. And he should. I and mean, he's, he's a tremendous winner at this level. I would bet you... As he went to sleep, if he slept last night, I would bet you he would say to himself, you know, I've coached hundreds of games this level. I've never been involved with something that weird. I, I would bet you if you pulled him aside and said, because he's a great storyteller. They were talking about that last night. He's a folksy guy. I wish he would do radio. He, you know, he's great storyteller. It would be fun to have on. Uh, he tells all these guys, these, these people behind the scenes, these stories. We'd love to see the personality ourselves. But the thing is that, when you when you think about last night's game, I bet that's one of the five weirdest basketball games he's ever been involved in. They literally snatched defeat from the jaws of victory last night. That was a crazy game. And and also the the final dagger delivered by Vanderbilt, a lot of things had to go right oh. on the possession. And I, I really didn't think Vanderbilt could pull that off. No. After all the mistakes and all the inbound passes do you really think Vanderbilt's a team that's going to rush down court and make a couple of perfect passes and there's a corner, a guy in a corner open who hits the three? You just don't expect that from Vanderbilt. That's a game that Vanderbilt routinely loses. That's why it's Vanderbilt. And so that was, that was stunning to me. After all that happened, I was shocked when to see Vanderbilt's basket, the final shot go in and the celebration. Well, Here's the thing, and we talked about last night, and I, I listened to myself back last night, and the intro to my program, what we did last night, I was one of the more unintelligible, babbling human beings you'll ever hear, even a lot more unintelligible than usual. John's making a face, but really, I said at one point, Laura turned to me and she goes, what are you doing? Like, what are you trying <laughs> to say? Basically, they went scoreless for the final 343 of the game, Okay. But really, it was 344. They got this. They they hit a point. Up till that last point, they were scoreless for 343.5. They they scored they three free throws in the very last second. I mean, no field goals. Yeah, 
No field, field goals. goals. Okay. No field goals. They didn't hit a field goal. They didn't hit a shot for three minutes and four. To your point, John, they didn't hit a shot. A couple possessions, they dribbled the ball off their leg. You know what that game looked like last night? And I'm not knocking Kelly Jolly, okay? I'm not. But it looked like that Lady Vol Mississippi State game the night before, that double <laughs> overtime thing that wouldn't end, where both teams are dribbling the ball off their legs, kicking the ball out of bounds, running out shot clocks. I mean, you put those two team two two games side by side, and there's not a museum in America. They're going to put them in there as works of art. Now, I'll say this. I'll say this for that game last night. At least both those teams were kind of trading shots on the offensive end, which we don't get enough of that in college basketball these days. They were sort of going up and down. Vanderbilt had that Robbins kid that hit a couple 23-footers in the first half. I mean, that looked like, even though we lost it, that was actually a pretty fun-to-watch, compelling, felt like you were getting your money's worth, real college basketball game. And Bino had a great point. Bino texted. He says, you know, this feels like one of these old-school Tennessee basketball Vanderbilt, one of these old-school games. They're rising up. Half the gym's our fans. Half the gym's their fans. There's kind of a, there's kind of a. This is a place to be. Feel to this thing tonight. It was pretty. I mean, it, you know, it was pretty good basketball game. Aside from the fact that Tennessee lost. Yeah, it was. Uh, but Tony, and this is one of the many things that's wrong about college basketball. How long did it take to play the last thirty seconds? I mean, that was a crazy scenario. We've, I've never seen that before either, no. where a team has to just keep fouling. But what kind of what, what kind of uh, viewing is that? Who wants to watch that? So what's it, the way around that? Like in Major League Baseball, what they've done now is they just put you on base. We don't do the four. We don't do the four pitches. So in that case, it's a clocked game, John. I don't know if there's a way around that. Right? There isn't a way around that. You can't, no yeah, you just can't it's say a clocked the game. Line. Yeah, you can't say we're we want you on the foul. You got to create a chance for the defense to turn it over. And if you think about it, one of the things I think, and people were complaining about this last, I think one of the things that made the game last night so compelling is their their officials stayed out of the way. They let those teams play. Tennessee went to the foul line. What Matt three times last night? Which by far they are the and, and Maury Hanks, who's NBA scout, who coached the college game NBA scout, who lives in town, called, called, us up, called us up last night and blessed us with some time. One of the things he said is, Tony, the way the Vols play offensively, they're not going to the foul line. They're not equipped to play that way. They don't have guards that drive the basketball. When's the last time you saw one of their guys drive around somebody and take a ball to the basket? They don't do that. So, therefore, like Matt said, they're at the very bottom of the league, John, in foul shots attempted, and they're going to stay there because that's how they play. Isn't it weird? I mean, they have a weird team. To be as highly rated as they are, they don't get free points. It's weird. Another thing to think about is uh, the schedule is getting more daunting now for Tennessee going down the stretch. There's some there's some tough games. Yeah. I mean, w- I watch Tennessee sometimes uh, against Texas and in other games, and I think, who's going to beat these yeah, guys? Yeah. And then I watch them on another night. You just don't lose. Tennessee just doesn't lose to Vanderbilt. You just don't. The only thing you should lose to Vanderbilt is in, is in, in baseball. Vanderbilt has a solid baseball program. Won a national championship. 
football and basketball, she'll be 56 to nothing. You know, uh, one thing to keep in mind is that both teams that made deep tournament runs that won three yep. games in the yep. NCAA tournament, yep. both those teams lost at Vanderbilt in the regular season. Boom! Brian! Both one, those te- uh, I love the, that. I lo- and very- both teams we disliked. Both teams drove us crazy. Both teams had the fans hawking at them. I like that, Brian. You're one speaking of, my, one, you're one speaking my language got, here. That one of those teams got swept by Vanderbilt, and the other, t- the other team lost to a very mediocre Vanderbilt team on the road as many years as last night. That was 2010, 2014. The two teams that won three NCAA tournament games, you want to count that playing game as a tournament game. Both those teams, say it again, Brian, lost to Vanderbilt. (laughs) Dixie's laughing. Both of those teams that went – the furthest or went the deepest that won the most NCAA. They won three NCAA tournament games both those years. And both those seasons, they lost to Vanderbilt in, in, uh, in Memorial Gym. Matt, be, be honest with me now. In a million years, you think we'd lose that game last night when we took the court? In a million years, Matt. I, I mean, I thought there was a chance if you played poorly, but for them to shoot as well as they did, no. No, they they shouldn't have lost that game. Should uh, we should we start giving Jerry Stackhouse best dress coach in the SEC? Should we give him more credit than just for his wardrobe now? Well, look, I I I've been saying, and I was on with uh, Plaster the other day. He's got the big you know Nashville following. I, I said, look, to me, I watch Stackhouse's teams play. And he, they look like a well coached team. He's so many players. Well, he don't, he don't, how long has he been there, though, Tony? He's only in his fourth year. He's working on it. But well, but here's here. here's the here's the thing. I mean, he was winless against Tennessee coming into last night. But the 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 thing that I like, the thing that they did, that I think this is the way you defend Tennessee. You get out there on them. You force Tennessee to play in the mid range. You tell them we're not giving you anything cheap at the basket. Just like they did, just like Florida, the, the, those two teams on consecutive Wednesdays defended Tennessee the exact way. And and and, and Matt, come March, that is exactly what somebody's going to do to Tennessee. We've seen this script a million times, and they better figure out answers to it because that's exactly what's going to happen to them come March, Matt. Yeah, well, that's what tournament quality teams do to you. You know, Auburn defended them pretty well also, even though you escaped that game. That's right. Um, Alabama will defend you tough. Arkansas is actually, I think their defense is a lot like Florida's. They just have, I think they just have better athletes. Um, but they'll they'll chase you off the three-point line and, and protect the rim. Not not that this team can score, you know, at, at the basket well anyway. They, that's already a struggle for this team to score inside anyway. So it's... You know, and the the problem is, is this team, they're just so limited offensively. They don't really have a one or two counter punches to that when they're, when they're kind of main offense is, is struggling. They don't have any go-tos or anything that they can kind of counter with. Um, and that's, that's what is really worrisome, um, going forward. Matt, you mentioned this last week when we had to do a show without Tony and that was tough, Tony, uh, I hope you're better now. That was uh, 
very difficult for all of you, all of us to do a show with you not here. It's like a, it's like a, star, a team with a superstar and everything is built around that superstar. And so then he's gone and you have to, everybody has to change roles and we did the best we could. But enough about that. Matt mentioned at that time about teams that have some inside competence who can play inside, uh, with some size can give Tennessee trouble. And Vanderbilt had that. I mean, Robbins played really well. There's no question. And Tennessee's got this thing right now where veteran players are in, are in the funk. Okay. They're doing the funky things. The, the, the team IQ is another thing that you start to wonder about. Just the basketball IQ of this bunch. This Olivia come with the guy the air day against Auburn. They could be in a three-game losing streak right now. He jumps at a guy on a three-pointer at the end of a game and puts it in the hands of the official. The ball goes in there, which the ball could go in there. That's a four-point play and a loss on your home floor. Now, Is now, that the worst call of the year? I mean, it, you know, it's appropriate they didn't call it, John, because the game was so damn ugly. And Brian's right. It's kind of like... Well, Laura, the other night, we're watching that, um, again, that Lady Vol deal, that thing with Mississippi State was just good gosh. There's ugly, and then there's that game. She, she said, please, no. When it looked like it was going to go to triple overtime, <laughs> I can't, I can't take five more minutes of this, please. Just, just no. Don't do that. Um, because then you almost feel violated if you sit there and watch five more minutes of, of that kind of basketball. The, the thing about it is, come what, senior. Played a ton of basketball. You can't be doing that. Last night, Vescovy, okay, physical mistake, missing a foul shot. Everybody missed a foul shot. Now, Brian hates one-on-ones, and if you ask him, he'll go. He'll get really into it and and have, like, a fit of rage over it. We, we, don't, we, we don't want to induce that. We don't want to induce <laughs> Get the dumb Brian. button ready. Yeah, we don't want to embrace Brian, <laughs> induce Brian into a fit of rage over the one-on-one. The, the, the thing that you cannot understand is how you can be a senior basketball player that's played as many games, thousands of minutes at this level that that kid's played, not to mention all the professional ball he's played over overseas, and he leaves his man, who's their best three-point shooter. When they told those guys, I was told last night, after we got off the air, that they told their guys in a timeout, right in that timeout, your man is your man. Basically, you don't leave your man. This is a situation where, and if you get beat, let them score. But you're not fouling, and you're not leaving your man. Don't. No doubles. That's what they told him. No doubles. And he did it. And, John, that just doesn't make... This doesn't make any... And then you got Josiah yeah, Adams, they, who's hurt now, who hasn't made a shot like in a month... Them who hasn't made a shot in a month. I mean, the veteran players are the culprits here. It's really strange. On a team that Rick Barnes coached, coaches, who are supposed to be getting better here, and it's happening all at once, it's weird. Maybe it's best that it happens in February. Maybe there will be a, a rebound uh, in, in March, and we will get an uncharacteristic March for the team. Well, there better be. Or these guys are going into the tank, right? I mean, there better be a rebound. <laughs> I mean, it'll that's, be a quick march. Yeah, it'll be very quick. Well, we've seen those before, but 
So right now, if you were predicting, what seed do you think Tennessee will have for the NCAA tournament? Just predicting, you know what the, kind of what the schedule is and then the SEC tournament. I want to do that uh, with all three of us later on. That's a good uh, John Adams presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. He likes me being evasive, but we've got win percentages. We'll go through it. We'll try to guesstimate because I think the team has a couple more losses coming. I mean, I'm going to be on. I, I didn't. I didn't think that before yesterday. I don't think there's any doubt that this team has a couple more losses now coming down the stretch, um, which is probably going to cost them a seed line. I would think. Matt, is that fair? I think if they lose a couple more games, I think they're staring at being a three seed. I think that's. Oh yeah, absolutely, you are. I yeah. think that's, and I think that's probably where this thing is heading. I think they're going to go lost, from a Tony, one what seed. What if you lost your next yeah. uh, four games? What kind of seed would you get? <sighs> I mean, if you lose your see again, basketball this year is not very good around the country. See, that's the problem with answering a question like this because I feel like one of these bracketology guys <laughs> give the Jerry put the Jerry Pond well, non-answer. Well, no, <laughs> no, they'll all tell you, and they're right. The sport all over the place is a muddled mess. The sport at the top's a muddled mess. You have Purdue, who are an all-time choker, and I love Bob Baskerville to death, but he'll admit that those guys are—that's what they do. They choke year in and year out. That's what they do. And, and they're going to take the best team into the postseason, the team that's probably most equipped to win the whole thing because they have that unicorn, that Edie kid. They have that. They have the seven-four guy that can do a lot of things. But they're not a surefire deal. The Houston team got beat by Temple, and everybody lauds them, but I, I saw them score 50 points against Temple one night. I mean, they're not. When they turn it on, they're very good. The Alabama team can get very unengaged very quickly. And, again, they, they're just like we are. Brian, their best finish is the Elite Eight, right? So there's, there's three teams right there with suspect tournament histories yeah. that are at the top of this thing right now. Well, you know, they, they had a, um, I think, I don't know what seed UCLA was, but they had UCLA in a Sweet 16 game a few years ago when they had that really good run, and UCLA came from the player round and knocked them out. There you go. I don't think Alabama's ever been to a Final Four. In fact, I know they no, haven't. They haven't. Yeah. So, so, so here's the thing. Uh, to, to anybody listening, this Tennessee team, like John said, could still make the Final Four despite their seed. Because all you got to do is get into that thing and, and win four. <laughs> all you got to do is get into that tournament and, and win four games. That's it. Four in a row. Four in a row, and you'll be playing comparable teams. Four in a row. It's a big mismatch of teams. <laughs> Th- those of you that gamble on this stuff are really. Matt, I, I stop it. Yeah. Those of you, that, Laura, Laura, please check and see what Tony's drinking right now. I'm drinking high test tea. If you, if you think that 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 team is tracking for no. a Final Four run, no, I didn't I say mean, they're tracking for it. I mean, I, I guess in but, but Matt, by me, the numbers they they could make a Final but, Four. But Matt, help we me here. Pretend. Matt, help me out here. No, I'm not pretending. Help me out here, Matt. Was North Carolina? When they lost their ass last year going down the stretch, limped into the tournament as a nine seed, were they tracking for a Final Four run? I mean, just answer me that. Were they? No, they were, they were not. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, this thing, that's what this is going to be this year. 
Like John said, you know, basketball is a game of runs. It's a game of runs within games. It's a game of runs within seasons. It's a game of you're hot, you're not. Tennessee has the runs right now. And Tennessee has the runs. They could score. I mean, they could still had guys who they had two guards that that really turned their game up. Yep. And they could score. And I don't. I don't. Who's going to do that with this team? Vescovi could carry you on any given night. He had a bunch of outside shots. I, I think Vescovi is the key. I, yep. I I found in the NCAA tournaments, pretty much all of them that I ever covered, the teams teams got hot from the outside. You got to one, two, sometimes even three guys, and. Tennessee could do that. We go yep. back to, you know, we don't expect it. Josiah Jordan James, though, shot great in the SEC tournament. What yep. if he did that in an NCAA tournament yep. from three-point range? So there's that possibility is always out there, but you don't look at Tennessee as one of the teams that will do it just because of the history and Rick Barnes's history. And you know what? At some point, Atlanta Brave fans, Philadelphia Philly fans, Philadelphia Eagle fans, at some point, you turn that history around and you make it your own. You make your own history. And maybe this could be one of those years because we, Brian Hartman just said, our last two teams that have won three games in the NCAA tournament uh, lost to, say it, say it, Brian. They, they all, both of them lost to Vanderbilt in Nashville. At Memorial Gym. I am naming it and claiming it. And how far did those teams go, Brian? Well, one went to the Elite Eight, which has only been done that one time. And then the other team had to go to Dayton to play a play-in round, but they won that game, and then they won two more to get to the Sweet 16. So they won three NCAA tournament games. So for Tennessee, that that tied the most. Yeah, that's a deep run for Tennessee. You better believe that's a deep run. That's... Which is incredible to me that a deep run constitutes a Sweet 16 when the truth is we had several thousand people in Vanderbilt's gym last night. We had a few thousand in Florida. Maury Hanks said he said, when I traveled the country covering these college games, you'd go to these these gyms and Tennessee always, always has thousands of people there. Always has thousands of people in these gyms, which I say best fan base in America, and I mean best fan base in America. I'm still trying to figure out, and we'll do this when we come back. You tell me, who's the big culprit last night? Who's to blame for that loss? Everybody gets blamed. Is it the head coach? Is it the the veteran leadership? Is it the fact that Vanderbilt just beat the Vols? I'm trying to process what I saw last night. Because in all my years of doing this, there have been very few times where I'm setting up to do a post-game show and I know exactly what my lead-in is going to be. It's kind of like John writing a column. And then if you're writing, if you're doing a column on last night's game, you just tore up what you had and you had to rewrite your freaking column right on the spot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to say. I'm like stumbling over my words. I, 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 you know. I mean, I literally, I sounded intoxicated almost last night. I was listening back to myself. I'm like, God, that's horrendous, Tony. How long have you done this? But it was that kind of befuddling, weird, they call it memorial magic. It was like memorial tragic for Tennessee. Because if Tennessee's not careful, 
that game right there is going to kick them down a really, really dark path. Because if they lose to Missouri Saturday, you mark my words, they are going to lose four basketball games in a row. Because they will not beat that Alabama team next Wednesday if they lose Saturday. And they will go to Rupp Arena, and they will get swept by that basketball team. And that will give Kentucky life again. And I do not, and we do not want to see that. This Missouri game, you talk about a key game. Because if you get in that kind of stretch, this thing could spin on Barnes. And Matt said, and somebody else pointed it out, one of these barnstormers that are laying in wait pointed it out last night, that that is certainly, uh, that's happened before. That happened, that's happened to everybody. That's happened to all these teams. This is, a, this is an emotional thing. Team sports are an emotional thing. This Saturday game is huge, and I mean huge with Missouri as we come back after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Enoch George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. 
this is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Somebody's winning some chocolate-covered strawberries. In fact, I'm giving two chocolate-covered strawberries away today, two boxes, and you can get them in milk or white chocolate, and they're absolutely delicious, and you're blowing my mind. Let's go to the phones, 865-200-5402 in the noon hour, uh, second hour. An incredibly um, impactful, important Matt Dixon figures in this discussion and an announcement about what we're doing. I'll say this, for baseball season, you better get out of our way because we are ramping it up. We are getting serious here. We are, we are getting down to the brass tacks of the matter. Let's go to the phones. I don't even know what any of that means. But hello and welcome into our next call. John Adams is presented by Seniors Helping Seniors. Online at seniorshelpingseniors.com. Bow thy head. Hello and welcome into our first call. You're live on the air. Hey, Tony. It's John in Nashville. John in Nashville. Appreciate you uh, calling in, my man. Let me let me let me talk to you about something that sort of bothers me. If if, if I understand the situation correctly and get y'all's take on it, All right? You know, from I, I'm pretty sure and confident that you know after the game, post game last night, you know Barnes um, called out Phillips, I, yeah, mentioned him by name, saying that you got to take that shot, and I, I agree with that. Um, but he didn't directly call out the Scovy and. Where I'm going with this is you and I both know anytime you're managing people, especially young kids, um, in situations where um, it's high stress and a lot of eyeballs on you, you can never take anything for for granted. Um, You know, I equate it, you know, the truly, truly great coaches um, have the ability to always communicate and make sure that, that players understand every situation. Um, you know, I always sort of, uh, last night, I sort of equated to in the NFL, you know, every now and then there's a coach who's smart enough to say, hey, running back, there's a chance that um, the defense may allow you to score. I don't want you to score. Stop at the one-inch line and let the clock run out, run out. And I'm going to assume that Barnes or that staff did not, communicate during those time I was leading up to that Julian Phillips play. I'm going to assume that the staff did not communicate to them, hey, guys, if you get a open 100% shot, you have to take it. Because I, I can't imagine how, if they're communicating that in a timeout, that someone's going to deliberately freeze up or disobey or, or not follow direction. And, you know, to me, that's where the great leaders say, you know what? Yeah, Julian Phillips, you got to take that shot, or we got to take that shot if we got it. But it's our fault for not communicating that in, you know, during a timeout. And what you said just a second ago, if it's true, what your source said, like, hey, that very last timeout, they looked at every single player and said, don't, don't double, don't leave your yes, man. Yes. You know, if if that's the case, then why the heck are you calling out a true freshman? But you're not calling out a, a senior in Discovery. You know, I, I'm surprised that you even have to tell a kid to go dunk a basketball in that situation. I, I would, I'm 100% with you, but 
You shouldn't I'm have telling to you right you. now, if you ever were. Sorry. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Okay. I was just saying, I'm telling you, if you ever work with people, you can never take. I've learned this the hard way. You can never take for granted how many people freeze up or how many people don't think about the correct, obvious decision. What may be obvious to you and I is not obvious to most people. And when you, you put them in that element to where it's high stakes, you know, some people just freeze up. And, and that's where you, a coach, have to go back to the basics in elementary or any type of leadership and say, don't forget this, don't forget this, because you can never assume. Well, now, I'm 100% with you. Well, and, and, and what I was told, and I, again, I, I'm just, I'm going back here. Um, the, the term that they used, because I was texted this, and then I, I, I sort of um, um, was, was asking about it. The, the term that they use internally is NBLD, which means nothing but layup or dunk, which means you don't leave your man. We're only giving up a layup or a dunk here. That's it. You, you're not fouling. You're not leaving your man. And if you get beat, you get beat. That's, that's the point. If somebody beats you, you get, you get beat. And, and that's the thing that's crazy is a senior that's played all that basketball left that kid open, which just doesn't happen. I mean, it's one thing to create a, to, to make a physical mistake. Everybody does that. Everybody has a ball go through their legs. You know, the ball's hit to the shortstop and the ball goes through his legs or, you know, a ball's hit to a third baseman and he bounces a, throw to first base and you know that kind of thing happens whatever okay fine bill buckner comes to mind yeah bill buckner whatever that that kind of stuff happens but just to leave a guy or to your point you know the weird thing about last night's game is and i got to go back and rewatch the sequence but i believe barnes cuz now they're letting these guys at memorial stand right there on the sidelines where the benches are that's the new thing now the coaches are standing out there as if there's benches there. They're, they're, actually, they're not under the goal anymore. They're actually standing as if they've made a concession. I haven't heard anybody say that, but I've noticed that uh, lately when you watch games down there. Why isn't he screaming at him, dunk, 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 dunk? Is he screaming? I don't know. Is he screaming it at him? I mean, it looks like, John, it looks like he would be, right? I mean, you would think well, that. Tony, yeah. I, I, understand, I understand our caller's point about you need to stress the obvious. But at some point, you can't say everything. You can't during the timeout and point to a goal and say, remember, if we get a layup, we shoot at this goal, not at the other goal. Okay? <laughs> remember that we can't, we can't just carry the ball. We need to dribble it. We can't just run with it. We need to dribble it. I mean, to me, that's on the player. In, in, yeah, yeah. Like, in, in other words, gotta, like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Instincts, yeah. like Brian said, instincts, instincts should take over. That was unnatural to just what? keep dribbling. I mean, he, he was it's like so he weird. an altered state. Just dunk it and win the game. It, I can't put that on a cover. It was so weird. Well, and, and, and here's what I'm the, hearing. Where's the killer well, instinct? Yeah. I mean, where's the killer instinct? Here's what I'm hearing right now, and again, I, I'm, I've got somebody that's inside, inside on this deal. Everybody on the bench was screaming at him to dunk the ball last night, sir. I don't know if that makes you feel better, 
makes you feel worse. But I, I was just told that not only was Barnes everybody was screaming at him, dunk the ball, dunk the ball, dunk the ball. They're right under he's he's, he's right running right at him. Goal. But for whatever reason, yeah. and he's a kid. But your point, sir, is if you're going to call the kid out, you got to call Vescovy out. There's I think with Vescovy, and I'm yeah. I don't mean to be ugly about this. I think there's a little bit of a teacher's pet thing with him. That's kind of been that's what that's what's kind of whispered behind the scenes, and maybe that's what's going on. Maybe I'm I'm not going to I'm just not going to call my guy out. He's he's played a lot of that's basketball with me. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a teacher's pet thing with him. I'm not trying to start anything, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. And I'm getting a clarification here. The MBDL thing is the is an offensive term, not a defensive term, which means <laughs> you're going to you're going to dunk the basketball or you're going to lay the ball in on the run out. So I'm getting a clarification in terms of what happened defensively. Defensively, what they told them is your man is your man is your man is your man. So. And in other words, we're if you not, get beat, up a three, yeah, which still applies because if you get beat, give up the play, don't foul. So on both ends, you can take what I'm saying, and it applies both ways. But how can you not lay that ball in, John? It's a four-point game. It's game's over. It's weird. In it's eighth just, grade basketball, seventh grade bat, that ball's laid in a hundred times out of a hundred. Of course, it is. You, th- you think uh, Maiman would dribble it out there? No, he would. Ha- he would tomahawk dunk that thing Wrong and scream. Play. No, they would scream at somebody. Schofield did that at Kentucky. They wouldn't dunk it. You think that would happen for they, a second? But Ad- Admiral Schofield had a run out at Kentucky Admiral Schofield, and he, they were only up one, and he dunked it with like three seconds left, and actually kind of gave Kentucky a chance to make a shot late to tie. Like, that's just what you do. It's a natural thing to do. That's why it's just so odd to me that that Phillips would, yeah. would choose not to score because, like, you just never yeah. do that. And, John, that's what I'm talking about. That fellow in Nashville, and I don't tell anybody how to think, but he chooses to blame Rick Barnes for that. I'm not going to tell anybody how to think. I have no. trouble blaming Rick Barnes when a kid won't dunk a basketball in a two-point game. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, you you should. That that is to me. On the these players are accountable. They're not five-year-olds. That is a one of the most basic plays you'll ever see. Just dunk it, win the game. Yeah. The only thing I want, the last thing I go ahead. No, you you finish. Okay. Well, I wonder if Barnes and the uh, assistant coaches are saying to the team on the sidelines, "Hey." Don't take any shots. We're not shooting here. And the player in Phillips' case just took that literally. Don't shoot no matter what. We get the foul. We don't shoot. We get the foul. We can win this game that way. Santiago postgame told told his teammates, because they were asking him, what are you doing there, man? I mean, come on. We just played the game. And he said when he thought, Two passes were made. In his mind, there's no way in 4.1 seconds this guy can get a shot off. So as soon as that second pass is made, that's why I left my man. He said, I assume there's just no way if that clock starts when it's supposed to start. In, in, in my mind, he said, I'm counting, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to go help on him. That's, that was, his, that was his, his rationale, which I guess... 
would make sense. It looked like a long four-point whatever seconds in that play, but that was his uh, that that was his rationale. You know, there ought to be some kind of clock investigation. It just seems like that four seconds was in a slow mode for me. I don't know, but John, are you I calling? Think, I think that's a stretch. <laughs> well, this, you know, this lost really tapped Brian. What 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 what's easier, a wide open dunk or a, a free throw, a one and one free throw? Give me the wide open dunk every time. Back to the phones we go, John. Uh, John, um, thank God we didn't lose this way to a Big Ten team in the tournament. Would be the end for Brian. <laughs> John Brian wants to do away do away with one and ones in basketball. He wants everything to be two shots. Do you ascribe to that, John? Brian thinks one and ones are really really dumb. Um, that's a noble quest, but uh, I. Honestly, I've never thought about it. Well, think about it. Well, and then we'll why eight, six, just have one in one situations three times, and then it's double bonus. Eight six why five. Well, let's make it five times. Bonus. Let's make it five times. I love one on ones, Brian, because it's a skill. It brings skill into the deal. You either make the shot or you don't. And then a guy that's eighty percent from the foul line ought to make that shot. But again, that's physical. That's not mental. Hello and welcome. And the, the thing on defense. What he's saying is. In my mind, I thought well, the game's over. He's not going to get a get a chance to pass this ball back out, which I guess makes sense. I mean that you know that's what he said after the game. I wanted to pass out a long hello and welcome in. It wasn't good. Hello and welcome in. How my in. friends and compatriots doing? W, what's up? Well, guys, I think everybody needs to rewatch that dunk again. There was a Vanderbilt player in the leaping position, ready to meet Phillips at the rim. That would not have been a clean dunk. Now, the guy might have fouled him, but there was going to be a guy made him at the rim. Go back and look at that. Matt, you buy that, or is that a clear, did he have a clear path? Matt Dixon, where are you going on that? Uh, I, I haven't seen a replay. But I, I, thought he, I thought he had a clear path to the goal. Now, it might have been somewhat contested. Um, yeah, I looked at it. This guy was right in front of the rim. Yeah. I, I've seen enough basketball. In fact, when Phillips ducked under the goal, the guy had to kind of come down, and then he tried to foul him and missed him. W. Lynn, guy fouled him. In my humble opinion, that fellow was going to get the ball dunked right in his face. I watched well, a lot of basketball. Well, if it had been a real physical player going well, in there, but knowing Phillips, he'd have been slammed to the ground, no. and maybe we'd have got a foul out of it. Phillips was going to take off from about eight feet, and he was going to dunk that ball right in that guy's face. In fact, he was going to break his hand. Have, well, but not, it, it was not an uncontested layup. It wasn't like nobody was within 15 feet. And by the way, the clock was reset yeah. to 4.8 seconds, impressive. Brian. The clock was not 4.1. It was 4.8, which... Yeah. Um, Maybe Santi didn't realize it was four point eight Mag- at that point. Magically, four point eight, another four seven tenths of a second appear on the clock. That's magically. almost a whole second. And uh, Phillips, I really think when he went under the goal, <laughs> that there was only like two seconds left. I think he's the one that was not w- looking at the clock properly. W. Lynn, you've been you've been on the sidelines. You've been you've been there tracking statistics. You've been on the inside of these deals. Do you trust the Vanderbilt clock operator down there? Yes or no? No, no, not not at all. No, I wouldn't trust that guy. I, I agreed. I thought that's way too much action going on to still have time left. You think we should investigate that? Like Brian said, you think no, we should? No, we can't do a dang thing about it. There's nothing. Just move on. 
Uh, Mark Lane down there. I hope for a, I said last week I hope for a three seed. That's what I'm still hoping for, a three seed. What's Don from Sweetwater think? But but here's the thing. You're playing the Tennessee. It's Tennessee versus Vanderbilt. It shouldn't even come down to that. Yeah. The game well, you can say that, that about any basketball game this year. I mean, there's a lot of teams we thought were great that have been beaten by teams of losing records. So I I know, John, you know, you, you miss shots, you miss shots. We miss shots. Uh, we catch passes in the paint and run out of the paint in an effort to make another pass. I've never seen so many passes go to somebody in the paint, and their first thought seems to be either get out of the paint or let's make another pass. So, I mean, it, this is Barnes. It's all on coaching. He yep. should not have mentioned one player's name in the postgame. Nobody. He should have said, we got to coach him better. And we used to worry about he's Mr. January, Mr. February. We're number one. Not this year. <laughs> Oh, maybe maybe things will change at the end. You know, I don't know. It's 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 tough to take right now. We thought we were so great at one time, and uh, I thought we were a number one seed. W. Lynn, two weeks ago, I thought we were. I was arguing with Jerry Palm on here. W. Lynn, I feel I like a fool I now. I feel like a fool. We got three big men that cannot combine for twenty points and fifteen rebounds. I just can't fathom that. You think the three of them in combination could get twenty points and fifteen rebounds? I mean, Euros right now he can't even get in the game. He's like on the side of a milk carton. Well, I know that he can never be at the end of a game because his his free throws. Yes, they go right on a film with Chuck Three that shot that one in the Omni when we were playing UCLA in the Ernie Bernie show. Well, all I can see because I don't have the we don't have a video of that, but I can close my eyes and picture a brick going up, and I bet that thing looked like a something that clanked off an iron. It bounced out of bounds, and the the announcer said they were saying that his his free throw percentage is not a misprint. And when it clanked out of bounds, they said, "And now you see why." What was his? What was uh, Threat's uh, free throw percentage at that point? It's way below fifty. I what? can't remember. These big men that can't shoot foul shots. You know, Wilt Chamberlain was one of them. Couldn't shoot foul shots. Shaquille O'Neal was one to of this, them. Guys, I know he was one. Uh, six Steve of our McCoy. last seven games are against teams in the NCAA or in the NCAA hunt. Six of our last seven. Oh, I know. I mean, I'm hoping to go five and three and get a three seed. That's my goal. Oh my gosh, W. Lynn, stop it! Thank you. Good then talking to you. If you win the first game, you're going to play. The second round is going to be against the right team. Nobody, you're going to sleep on. If we go five and three, W. Lynn, thank you, Brian. If we go five and three, we're not only we going to not going to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. We're going to we're not even going to get a buy in the, in the SEC tournament, right, Brian? Well, last night could have could have been a game separation between because Kentucky and Florida both lost. My win, and right now they have the tiebreaker edge. What? No, Florida. Yeah, I guess they beat us. Yeah, they they do. I mean, Florida's got the, and Kentucky is is one and zero, oh, so they got a chance to really have the tiebreaker edge My in a couple dog. weeks here. My so. Yeah, the Tennessee has to be really careful now that they just can hang on to the double bye. Incredible uh, job by the callers so far, just trying to digest what we saw last night. Special announcement coming up. Please hold your calls. And if you're on hold, 
you may want to come back and call us back because we've got a special segment coming your way, a special announcement uh, where the show is going. We're going into parts unknown, ladies and gentlemen, where no show has gone before. Love you. Come back. Hour two after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Love is in the air at Tillis Jewelry. And when you step through the doors, our team is ready to help you pick the perfect Valentine gift for your sweetheart. This year, we're offering diamond stud earrings starting at $199. You know a little sparkle will put a smile on her face. And at Tillis Jewelry, we're making it easy for you. So when you spend 100 or more, we'll wrap your gift in our beautiful pink box, which includes a box of chocolates. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia, is your one-stop Valentine store. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 41 Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship, hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31 we got Miles Johnson from Foodland. We're going to find out what's happening with him. Yeah. Miles, this is Terry from the radio station. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So what's on tap this week? Well, this week we have two different sales going on. We have our normal one-week ad, which features assorted pork chops, $1.69 a pound. Strawberries, two for five. Iceberg lettuce, 99 cents each. And Coca-Cola six-packs, three for 12. And Dr. Pepper six-packs, two for seven. All and right. we also have a four-day sale, which started today and ends on Sunday the 12th, okay. which features avocados, two for a dollar. They go two liters, four for five dollars. And whole chicken wings, a dollar nineteen a pound. Oh, chicken wings. Huh? We got the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. That's perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And again, Miles, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th, right by the post office. Thank you. And thank uh, all of your great staff. Uh, they're always very friendly whenever I come in. And uh, you guys have a great weekend and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. All right. You too. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. I bow my head when I say thy name, and when I bring my man in here, you know something special is about to happen. The great Jim Peters, TLD Logistics, joins now on the program. And Jim, I came to you, and I said, I, said, I, I want to ramp up our baseball coverage. I know you've got a passion as I welcome you in for the Tennessee baseball volunteers. And uh, and I welcome you in. And you said to me, Tony, what can we do? And I said, Jim, this is what I'm looking at. And you said, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And Jim, how excited are you now that we're eight days out with the Vols starting in Arizona in eight days, because I'm bringing a mystery guest in here, my friend, a mystery guest as we continue to augment what we're getting ready to do. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> that is awesome. You know what? We're already making plans for Omaha, so they better be ready. Well, you know, not it's nothing like getting out over our skis. I mean, for some <laughs> reason, I'm seeing the, uh, the old wide world of sports thing, the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. <laughs> Hopefully we get the thrill of victory here. You know, um, Jim, you came to me, and I'm going to bring Matt Dixon in now. And, Matt, we're going to be doing some podcasting coming up about this baseball team. We're going to up what we're doing in the blog. And, Matt, we're excited to serve the baseball fans through what we're doing over at tclub.team. Talk to me, Matt Dixon. Yeah, going to start doing some some regular baseball podcasts. Going to have a – a season preview that drops. I guess it have to be one or one day next week. Yep. So, really, really excited to to get on it and and you know, kind of fur, further 
uh, the fans, um, ex- you know, baseball experience because this team's given us plenty of plenty of things to talk about, and, and they're just so fun and entertaining to watch. Um, and I, I expect all that to continue, even though we've got kind of a, a you know a lot of new faces yep. that that our fans will be excited to to get to know. Let me bring one of the old guys, Jim Peters, in here, who I'm proud to announce our TLD Logistics Extra Innings Monday. Mondays, 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 race fans, along with Bino and myself. The great, you bow thy head, Jim Peters, when you say thy name, the great Evan Russell joins the Tony Basilio radio family, our dysfunctional radio family. Evan Russell, are you sure you want to go through this as I welcome you in? (laughs) Man, it it took a lot of thought and consideration. Uh, I had to sit there and really see if I trusted Mr. Tony Basilio, but uh, I decided that It'd be pretty cool to join the team, man. Well, Evan, we are proud to have you. Uh, Jim Peters, uh, through your eyes, you're going to be associated now uh, with the great Evan Russell. Your thoughts on my man, Evan Russell, Jim Peters. Hey, we couldn't be happier to be working with Evan. You know, I think it's awesome when you get to see and talk about baseball from the eyes of a catcher. I was a catcher back in the day. And honestly, I, I can't imagine watching the game from any other spot. So I think that's so cool to have Evan involved and get his perspective. I mean, he's a VFL, tremendous career at Tennessee. This is going to be great. Evan, I was talking to you yesterday about this because i got a buddy that's a pitching coach, okay? And he's giving it up for Frank Anderson with, uh, with Dolander's development. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Still Hander guy. I mean, this guy's, you know, this guy's like, they're saying he's top pick in the draft. Now, come on, man. How, how much impact could a pitching coach have with him? And you say to me, Tony, Frank Anderson has, well, fill in the blank for us, because we're getting ready to see Doe take flight here down in Arizona, out in Arizona. Talk to me about the, the Doe Lander that walked on that campus and the guy that's going to walk out there on that mound and get the ball. Uh, next week the transformation well i I like to use it like a phrase you you can't really make a mountain out of a mohill and frank couldn't have created chase dollander without chase dollander being bringing the talent that he has brought um so so that's the first thing chase dollander came into to the program and basically was had the talent that he has now and was the pitcher in scrimmages and in the bullpen that he is now but with the help of Frank and talking to him mentally and basically helping him mature quicker than he would have on his own, uh, I think we're able to see a Chase Donder earlier into his sophomore season be what he is, and then now he's just only going to progress into his junior year and have a high chance of getting paid a lot of money. Well, one of the things that you told me yesterday that, I, that, came, with me, that came to me is Frank would beat it into his head Bullpens, 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 bull. You have got to whether there's a five-year-old kid out there in the box, or whether it's uh, 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 Manny Ramirez uh, that you're getting ready to hit against, or um, a guy Tony Tony Valls likes to drop his name now because he's living down in Nashville. Uh, whether it's uh, my guy from the Philadelphia Phillies, because you know Tony Valls is a name dropper. You know that. But anyway, whether it's um, Bryce Harper in the box, you're still pitching to the same spot. 
And, you know, one thing that, that I was reminded of in talking to Jim Peters about your business, Jim, with TLD, you said, man, little things really matter. And as a catcher, when you get that pitcher to repeat that motion over and over again to the point where it's second nature, and he can spot that ball and put it where he wants to put it with that live arm, that makes you guys at TLD hard to beat, and that makes Dolander pretty freaking hard to beat, uh, Jim Peters. Heck yeah. I mean, honestly, you got somebody that's working hard like that, and, you know, I can't imagine that you are, are playing under uh, Frank as a, as a pitcher, and, you know, you're obviously getting good instruction, and, you know, you can look at his track record and know that he's led guys into getting into a good situation relative to, you know, career after the University of Tennessee. I mean, that's great coaching. And, you know, obviously that's kind of part of what we like to do at TLD. We bring these these younger guys in that are learning the brokerage business and give them good guidance. we got some people that have, ton of experience in that world and they get to kind of develop some of our newer players now we're seeing that our newer players are working with the the new people we bring in now and just developing further talent what what is and this is this is part of the insight we're going to get from evan who was very 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 immersed in the culture and the culture of expectations that's around tennessee baseball and evan you saw the thing explode on your watch, you had many loud moments yourself uh, at the plate that you'll that it will for, forever be etched in the minds of fans when they think of Evan Russell, who will be joining the program on Monday's following series, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. Evan, culturally speaking, you guys are gone. Now, all these new faces come in. How much of a challenge is it going to be? For this team, I don't want to say to replicate what you guys did last year because I don't know that's ever going to be replicated. But how hard is it going to be for these guys to live up to the standards that have been set here? And do you think they're going to take some lumps here early? What's your thoughts on on this club as it takes shape? Yeah, I can't really imagine being a freshman going into the University of Tennessee now and expecting to play early and expecting to succeed right out the gate just based on how much talent they have in that program and on top of that the expectations that they have after a team wins 57 games throughout the season and doesn't make omaha so um yeah no the standards are super high as they should be you know there's a lot of people before this team that worked hard to create that standard and to make the university of tennessee a tough place to play in along with the fans but now they have a lot of pressure of having to figure out how to, to be themselves out on the field and not compare themselves to last year. Because last year was over with. It was a great year. But there was another team that ended with the trophy at the end of the season. So um, there is a lot of expectations and there's a, lot, there's a high standard. But going through growing pains throughout the year isn't necessarily a bad thing as long as they learn from it and they make it farther than we did. You know, Matt and I were talking about that off the air, and Jim, I'd like your thoughts on this. It wouldn't be the end of the world to lose some games, kind of let the air out of the balloon a little bit, and then gather that gather that momentum when the time comes, kind of when it really matters. And I think we're all going to have to keep that in um, perspective as we watch this season unfold. Because I think a lot of people, uh, I don't know a lot of people, but I think some people, 
jump on a wagon because it's you know it's winning at such a clip that everybody wants to be a part of that. And, and I think our fans need to kind of understand that this thing this year is going to be a real process. Jim Peters trying to trying to get this thing going in the right direction, and I don't expect it to be pretty early on. Maybe it will be, but I but I do expect this team to take some lumps early. Yeah, you'd have to expect that. I mean, you know, obviously they're replacing, what did they have, every position everybody. player last year? Was, that would be everybody, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, so they got to replace the entire team. Now, it, it's obviously a tremendous advantage that they got their three weekend guys coming back to for from a pitching perspective, but you still got to replace every player that had, you know, the, the lion's share of the at-bats last year. And I would think that there's going to be a lot of learning going on. But, you know, listening to that coach, it sounded to me like he feels pretty confident that he's got a pretty good group of talent there, and he expects it's going to be very competitive. I heard him even say that he thinks that there would be multiple different people starting in the outfield that first weekend because he's got to get a look at some different kids and see exactly how they respond once the spotlight comes on. So uh, it's got to be... It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be interesting to watch and see how the depth plays out. Evan Russell and Jim Peters, on the way out, I have a question for you. How does Tony keep guys from jumping into that portal, guys that they like? They've been able to do that. They've had several veterans kind of stick around. And, and, And how much of a role do the guys that have been around culturally play in all that? You know, they build from day one a, a mentality into people that if you work hard, you're going to be succeeded or you're going to succeed and you're going to be rewarded with playing time and success on top of that. So um, I think it shows there, there's a big deal in the culture whenever a guy like Trey Lipscomb doesn't get to play for three years Crazy. with the talent that he has and ends up being making a ton of money as a third baseman, potentially one of the best third basements we've ever had at the university. So um, I, I think that just goes to show that what they're doing is is keeping the guys and keeping them loose and having fun, and, and they're promising them if they, if they do what they're supposed to do, they'll get paid and they'll have a future in baseball. And that promise, you know, it, it seems to be awarded with the hard work that people are doing. Evan and... Mr. Jim Peters at TLD Logistics, I appreciate both of you very much. And, Jim Peters, you're not only going to sponsor that, you're going to sponsor our uh, overtime segment that we do around here and several other things, including Matt Dixon's offerings, which are going to increase uh, around the baseball program. So we are going to throw unparalleled coverage at the living Vol fan surrounding the Tennessee baseball program this spring. And, Jim Peters, thank you guys for stepping up and helping us to provide this wonderful coverage. Tony, we can't wait. Honestly, we're so excited for this baseball season and for us to be part of it with your team. It's going to be awesome. We can't wait. Now, one thing about you, Jim, that I like, and Evan will appreciate this, Evan, Jim's one of the 50 people that will go to those games in February when you guys are down there in the dugout asking yourselves, what in the reason, why in the hell are we doing this? And why are there people here watching this game in a, when it's spitting snow outside? 
Um, Evan, what's it like to play in those games when it's like 20 degrees and it's like literally, and you're sitting there going, what am I doing here? In left field, it wasn't too bad. You could throw some thermals on and sit out there and keep your hands in your pockets trying to stay warm. But when a guy's throwing 98 and hitting your the palm of your hand every single time, <laughs> <laughs> you're about ready for that game to be over, I promise. And, and Jim and Jim Peters is one of like the ten people in the outfield. Do I ask Jim? I said Jim. I said I asked Jim. I said Jim, you don't go till the weather's warm, right? He goes, "What? I go to every game, Tony, and I'm sitting there all nine innings, Tony." Yep. What we is, were there way back in the day, Tony, when there was the you know even in the SEC series there was only a hundred people there, so we remember those days. But we appreciate when they're out there scrapping and you know they gotta they gotta fight the weather along with the opponent. So we're right there with them. We love it. The great Jim Peters, he was there when country uh, when country wasn't cool, as they say in the trade. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, my friend. And thank you, Evan. And, Evan, my people will be in touch with your people. Uh, and either one of you have a final thought here on the way out. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a great season. I'm excited to be a part of being able to share my opinions on how the team is looking. And um, at the end of the day, these boys and this team, they, they need the support of the fan base. And the more support they get, the better they'll be. So, um, I'm excited to start it off and see how they do. Much love to you. Jim Peters, much love to you, my brother. Hey, by Absolutely. the way, either one of you guys, who we got in the Super Bowl? Am I getting good news or bad news for my Eagles on Sunday? I, I'm going with your Eagles. I'm going to say bad news. Well, one of you's right. <laughs> hey, you guys have a good day. You do. Take care. Yeah, Take care. And and the Negadelphian in me says that Evan's probably right because I haven't believed in the Eagles all year, which is kind of on brand for me, Matt. The teams I don't believe in cut the nets down. The teams I do believe you, in break my heart. You, you thought the Titans were beating them. Yes, that's correct. It like was close. <laughs> well, to my friends in Nashville, it was close. Kenny's going to rush for 200 yards. To my friends in Nashville, my uh, my brother texted me and he said, "What? I thought you told me this Titan team was good." And I'm like, "They are pretty good, man. They're just not real good today." Eight six five. They weren't real good at any point from that point forward in the season. The Eagles kind of they didn't uh, win another game. Yeah, the Eagles kind of did. The Eagles beat them first or the Jags first, Brian? What was the first? The uh, Bengals. The Bengals beat them at home first, and then they went to Philly and got okay. fumbled, and then the Jags beat them in Nashville, and then they went on to lose every game from that point forward, seven in a row to close out the season. John, why are team sports like that? One minute you're riding high, you stack a couple losses together. And then all of a sudden it spins on you. Because Gary Danielson doesn't believe in momentum. He says that, which I don't understand how you can watch sports or spirit involved in sports. And when your spirit gets broken, what do you think? Well, yeah, I, I don't agree with Gary on that one. <laughs> I hadn't heard anybody say they don't believe in momentum. But, I, but there's so many factors that play into this. The main thing with the NFL is the attrition. You're not the same team at 1st of January, as you were when the season started way back in September, injuries come. Well, look what happened to the 49ers. Yep. They're playing with a fourth-string quarterback in yep. a conference championship game. That's the NFL. 
in a nutshell. You could take the worst team in the league, and if that team would never have a single injury, I believe it'd be in the playoffs. Well, I think that's true. I mean, I think that's proven. That's 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 proven out. So we go to the phones and get our next call in. We are still trying to make sense of what happened down in Nashville. Uh, dear friend of mine went back and looked at the clock. He said the clock started on time. So Brian Hartman can sit stand corrected because they started the clock on time at 4.8. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hello. Hi, welcome in. Thank you. As far as that basketball game, man, I think that just at that particular point in time, somewhere in time, everybody had a brain freeze. And that's why the cards fell where they did. Amen to that. I mean, think think about all the things that had to happen to lose that game. That is a great. I mean, for a kid to get a run out and a clean look at a basket and not go to the basket in a two-point game is so weird. Exactly. You you never see that. And I, I think that's basically what happened. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> now, you mentioned you brought up baseball. Yep. Hey, last year we showed up and showed out. This year, they know they got big shoes to fill. Yep. So I think everybody's going to have clown feet by the end. Boom. So are we going to, so we're going to do it? We're going to do it. You're going to hang right there. You're going to Bradley's chocolate on me. Stay right there. That's an hey, incredible thank call. Thank you. That's an incredible call by her. 865-200-5402. East Tennessee and Bradley's a tremendous Knoxville tradition unlike any other. It is our 28th Valentine's Day together. Time flies and you're having fun. This year, chocolate-covered strawberries and milk and white chocolate. On the 13th and 14th, they are available, ladies and germs. Plus, tons of other chocolate goodies as well. I'm telling you, that Rocky Top chocolate corn pop, that chocolate cover popcorn is mind-bogglingly good. They sell out of it. They're going to sell out of it. Plus, the walking sticks. Plus, Bradley's has jewelry, gifts, cards, and so much more. 141 North Peters Road. Bradley, say it loud and say it proud. And my last guest is going to Bradley's after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, 
It's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February instant games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. Really, really excited about Evan Russell on Mondays. God, that's going to be so much fun, breaking it down scientifically with him, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics, as I welcome you back. Peggy, congratulations on winning the chocolate-covered strawberries from Bradley's. You know, John, there's one thing about this time of the year. When you start talking baseball, you know what I start thinking about? Warm weather. The spring. March. A tradition unlike any other in April. All those things, John. I was just down down in South Texas for a couple of weeks, and it was in the 70s every day. Was it rough? Hey, uh... Tone, yo, do you want some Sixers trade news? Tone, yeah, hit it. They have traded Matisse Thibault as a part of a three way with Charlotte. They've traded him to the Trailblazers as part of a three way deal with Charlotte. And who did the Sixers get back? Uh, it just came down, so I'm trying to. So Thibault is no longer a Sixer, yes, which I celebrate because he's he's a perfect Rick Barnes player. Best defensive player you've ever seen. Can't throw it in the ocean on offense. That guy missed his calling. He should be a he, he's a VFL by uh, by proxy at this point, even though he played at Washington. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony Basilio show. Hi. Hey, it's Lloyd. Hey, welcome in, Lloyd. Thank you. Hey, JM brought up a good point last night in our text thread. Um, you reckon if uh, people really start hating this team, they'll go on a run like that. Conzo bunch. Well, that's the thing that Bino has uh, Bino has pointed this out, and he's right. The two teams that have gone the furthest have been the ones the fans just despise the most during the regular season. That J.P. Prince team that went to the Elite Eight had all kinds of stuff stuck to them, and they got in that tournament and went crazy. And then the Conzo team, it's exactly right. I mean, there was a petition there at the end of the year, and that team just went crazy in the postseason. What does the petition need to say this time? Like, better offense, better, we demand better offense? Bring back, uh, bring back Puffy Bruce. I don't know. Bring back. Yeah, like, and take, dunk the ball when you have a wide open lane to the rim. Yeah, dunk the ball. Maybe it should say that. What job, though, would be open in California that would be coming open to complete that cycle? Matt, is there is a USC job opening, Matt? Is the Cal job opening, Matt? It's a great question. 
Well, Mark Fox is like three and twenty-one. So yeah, Foxy, uh, I mean, Fox. maybe the Lakers. I think the thing that disappointed me the most about last night is I didn't think Tennessee played bad, and Vanderbilt was right there, punch every blow. Well, it's the thing that made it a really good college basketball game. Vanderbilt yeah, made really shots, was. you know. Vanderbilt. It's a shame to lose a game like that because it was really, it was one of the real fun college basketball games that we've seen this season from our guys, and they lost the game. Yeah, um, I won't belabor all the points that everyone's made on the uh, on the two error plays from the freshman and from the senior, but. <sighs> When Awaka became the black hole, um, that that uh, they probably he probably kept him in there a minute or two too long, even though he was playing really well. Uh, the, the the problem is, and well, John said it earlier. Front line wise, where are the answers? This team doesn't have any answers on the front line. They just don't. Well, then Olivier came in and hit that shot though to to put him up to. Yeah, but he just he. he Oh, okay. He made a shot. So, I don't know. Yeah, no, I just, uh, I mean, I didn't really think that outside of the last few minutes there was a whole lot of things that I really had um, problems with as far as the coaching stuff. No, I enjoyed the game. I mean, if anything, look, you can always nitpick, and maybe Barnes left some combinations on the court a little long or whatever, but they're, they're at the point right now where they're beat up, and then they're beat up confidence-wise. They're kind of in a dangerous point right now because Key's a little nicked up. Uh, ZZ's got a got kind of a beat-up ankle. That's why people are driving around him uh, right now. That's what's going on. Uh, you've got the situation. We don't know what the word is on Triple J, but that didn't look good. And he, you know, he's been kind of up and down all year. Uh, you know they're they're kind of and, and Vesco's got a shoulder issue. They're kind of the walking wounded right now. Tony, don't you think most teams in the SEC are at this point? Not though? not to that extent. No, not to that extent. Any any, uh, yeah. any um, chance you think that? I mean, you hate to would hate to arrest anybody against Missouri because that's a capable basketball team, but. I mean, if they could get that somehow get that win over Alabama, that that'd be another you know monster win. They've had what Kansas, Texas, yep, but they're Maryland. not really beaten. Yeah, they not really beat anybody in the league. That's worth note. All the good teams in the SEC, you know, they've not um, they've not played. You, you know, know what's crazy? Alabama, you know, you know well, you know what's crazy, Lloyd? The 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 third best team in the league is Missouri. That's how bad the league is. You mentioned A&M. I don't know the Texas A&M is not, yeah. yeah. But you mentioned them. They're a bubble team. That's yeah. all they are. I mean, now, within the confines of the league, they're they're fine. But but when you start right. looking at, you know, NCAA tournament teams, A&M is because they start every December. They're like the anti-Barnes. They start so slow every year under that coach. And have to make it up, and they do make it up. They put themselves in a position to get in a position, but that's, you know, right now that you know you beat A and M, and it's an okay win right now. That's what it is. Now, if you play down there, it's going to be a quad one game because you're going to play down there, which will help you. Second, they're second place in the league right now, standing wise. Isn't that interesting? They're like eight and two. Interesting. 
Yeah, they're nine and two, aren't they? After yep. they beat Auburn. Yeah, with the loss to Wofford on the home floor. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so, it's, uh, you know, from a seeding standpoint, there's not going to be any good seeding for this league on a, you know, given how bad this league was at a conference. I, I'm seeing probably a four or five is where Tennessee's going to land because there's going to be some losses down the stretch. Is with, you know, you can just look at the schedule and notice, hey, you know, they're, they're going to lose a few. You know, if they can get to 13 and five in the league at this point, that'd probably be a major, major accomplishment. Yep. So, anyway, uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, brother. And I would not have hey, thought uh, that a couple weeks ago when they look like they're going to be 16-2. and two. Go ahead, Brian. A couple things here. The Sixers get Jalen McDaniels in the deal. Yep. And no, unrelated note, baseball, Tennessee was picked to finish first in the SEC East by the coaches. And, Chris, and LSU was picked to finish first in the SEC West and congratulations, And congratulations, Chris Burke. Who is now in the University of Tennessee Athletics Hall of Fame. I don't think Donna Thomas voted him in, but who knows? Donna He's Thomas. Number two on the left field wall. Don, <laughs> congratulations. I'll tell you how selfless Burke is. I was talking to Burke today, right before we started the show, and I was talking about potential rules changes in baseball, and we talked for about 10 minutes, Matt, and he never told me that that had happened for him. Never even hinted at it. So, Chris, yeah. congratulations. And, you, Chris, you're a real stinker, man, for not telling me that. He he is the most selfless, uh, just really, really, really one of the more beautiful people. In fact, the last thing I said to him today was, man, keep, keep shining your light, brother. Keep doing you. And he said to me, I wish I could say the same to you. <laughs> but... He is really a beautiful guy. I love me some Berkey. He never, ever said to me, hey, man, guess what? Never said that to me. So, what a sweet guy. 865-200-5402 is my number. If you want to join us, congratulations, Chris. Congratulations, uh What's his name, Bry? From uh, what'd you say? We who we got? Jalen McDaniels. Jalen McDaniels. Hey, the bar's been moved in Philly today. That'll move the bar. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony Basilio's show on a Thursday. Hello. Uh, that was an incredible well, call. It sounded like Titans Bill there. Met Mantronics. Rock, rock, the body rock. Don't stop. Hello and welcome into the next call. Or maybe Roger Troutman from Zap. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony. Yo. Will Neal. How are you, man? Hey, Will Neal. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I got a really quick question, and if you've already talked about it, shut me down. Hit it. So, So I was there at the game last night, and it's real time. I have my kids with me, but... When Phillips was about to, you know, coming down to do his thing, it looked to me as though our bench, which we were sitting behind, that our bench told him not to. He almost looked at our bench, and they told him to don't. Did, has anybody seen a replay on that? Or no. Anybody, no, I've, like, been, I've been told by people that were there, unless they're covering, that they told him dunk. They were screaming dunk at him. 
dunk. Okay, because they, they were screaming dunk, something at him, so I assumed it was dunk. Everybody yeah. was screaming dunk. Everybody was screaming dunk at him. I know, it's yeah, weird, man. Weird. Hey, I can't imagine, because, you know, we're preparing to do the show, our Garza Law, Tennessee Basketball Overtime, and you get a garden variety of those throughout the year. You get a, you know, you get some that are weird, some that are fun, some that are high energy, some that you don't get any calls. Last night, doing that deal was surreal. Like, we were on for two and a half hours last night, because it was just, I couldn't process what I was, I can't imagine going to that live like you did and trying to process what I witnessed. It was it was a fun game, like you said. I mean, it really was a back and forth and a strategy chess game at the end. And I'm with my son, and he's like, "Why are we not scoring?" And I'm like trying to explain to him what's going on, and it was cool. But I mean, man, at the end, I don't, I didn't think they got the shot off. I, when he goes to take two, I, I, I didn't anticipate him kicking out. I thought he was just going to score the two and we go to overtime. But it makes sense. I didn't think Stackhouse would want to take us to overtime i mean if he has the ability to try to do it i, I would have done the same thing um which is not the but, adage john in sports they say in sports tie at home go for the win on the road yeah but not but when you're the worst team of the two and you got a chance to win it in regulation by far the worst team right yeah yeah and then the yeah, thought the thing we thought about in real time was you know when you watch enough sports that when an eighty guy, a guy that's eighty plus percent from the foul line misses a one and one, the ball at the other end's going in, John. That shot at the other end's going. When you do that, when you do enough stupidity like Tennessee did to put yourself in that spot, you can almost guarantee that that shot's going in. That's right. See, that's what uh, was so amazing is that the strategy actually, even though it was uber conservative, it worked. It worked. Had we just made the bucket, That's I mean, it. the only other guy that you wouldn't want on the line right there would be Ziegler. I mean, he's the he is the guy That's that right. we wanted on the line. That's and he right. Flanked it. it was. I mean, so even though I, I wish we'd played a little bit more aggressive, the the strategy worked. We just we just biffed. Still if I worked. if I were to been in Vanderbilt's shoes, I would have probably gone for the basket and not called timeout. Agreed, John. Because you know how good Tennessee's defense is. It's number one defense. Yep. Why let Tennessee set up its defense? So just just go push it down the floor and, and get your best shot in transition. See, but my thing about Stackhouse, and this is a thing I don't understand about him, is if he would just take the time to try and recruit, I think he'd win games in this league. Because it looks to me like his team's pretty well coached. I mean, that was a nice call out of a timeout. That was a pretty clean look they had. And Santee, inside the team, behind the scenes, told people, as is told to me by a source, hey, I saw two passes. That's why I came off my guy. I thought there's no way they're getting that ball off. That's why I left my guy. I went to challenge the guy that was ultimately going to shoot the shot. And then the guy dribbled. It looked like he took at least three seconds to dribble before he passed. No doubt, Brian. That was a long, long 4.8. Long. But it <laughs> the, was what it was. The other thing that was the other thing that was funny was to watch the the security come out before all that went down to try to keep the people from rushing the court. Oh, that was and, okay. I mean, yeah, that, that, that was going to work. Oh man, that was hysterical. Can but, you I mean, that imagine? Was totally, 
what it meant. Totally to not guys. even worth it. I mean, those those yeah. dudes that they were putting out there were not the best looking. You know, nobody was carrying any luggage over there. You know, interesting. <clears throat> that was uh, kind of like the Corey Allen against Kentucky that year for Tennessee when they yeah beat them on that fluke ending. That that's sort of what that's like for Vanderbilt. They Here's, won't have money yeah. m- many more highs this season, but it probably that's going to be the height of their season. And Neil, my thing is why, and I know they got to make it look good for TV, but why get in the way of that? Let those kids go out there and have fun. I mean, my God, they've had nothing to cheer about all year. It's been dreadful basketball. They're at the bottom of the league. They just beat a team that's, you know, AP number two or what, or was AP number two last week in the top ten right now. And you know the thing that's uncanny? When the Vols are in the top ten and they play Vanderbilt, they're now one and six in those games. And that makes zero sense. None of that makes uh, That makes no sense to me. Oh, what a disturbing stat. Now, they're 1-6 in, in Nashville, right? In Nashville. And uh, I think the one was kind of a, the miracle that Grant Williams had the hook and hold and they forced overtime and they really should have lost that one. All-time great. That was one of the great, that was one of the great gut punches ever delivered to Vanderbilt's basketball program that year. The Vols won that game. Love you, boys. Appreciate you. Neil, love you. Thank you. And I brag on Neil because Neil's my guy that underwrites our tailgate for the kids every year. So through the Amachi Knoxville program where we take many, 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 many children of uh, incarcerated parents and it's their first exposure ever to the University of Tennessee. They get to go to a game. They get to go tailgate because of Neil's and his family uh, uh, generosity. So he, he co-underwrites that. Thank you, Neil, for doing that. John Adams presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors online at SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com. John, I've got to say I'm, I'm pretty surprised that we haven't heard more um, Rick Barnes is this, Rick Barnes is that. I'm going to blame Rick Barnes for the deal. I think that's good. You know, the people I are handling it well. The fact that football's done so well and you've got baseball coming up that everyone's looking forward to it, that's taking some of the heat off Rick Barnes. Oh, I, I don't think that, Brian, because you're getting close to March, and that's when the Barnes detractors are most likely to be vocal based on what's happened. But I, I just don't – I mean, the game was decided on a weird play, a couple of weird plays, but I, I just I don't see how you could blame Barnes for that. A guy has a yep. chance at a dunk to win the game. Would you, rather have a, would you rather have a dunk or a free throw? I, I mean, yeah. it's simple as that. And he just uh, he just whipped on the on what he should have done. Like Peggy said, Peggy had a great line, which is that there was a lot of brain freeze going on. And then you got a, then you got a, a four-year player who starts for you and plays just about every minute he's, you know, can play, deciding to leave a man. I mean, he just, you know, which they don't do. And he's a really good defensive player. Um, seniors Helping Seniors provided John today and throughout our time with John, who I just appreciate so much and... It's just such a blessing, you know. You think about the chance to have Evan Russell on here on Mondays, the chance to have John on here on Thursdays, you know, and you've got to balance it out with, like, a Beano on a Friday and a Monday. You've got to balance out those things. Uh, seniors helping seniors, uh, we match. Look, if you're a senior and you're listening to us and you want to make a little extra money, 
Uh, we need your help throughout the greater Knoxville area. Our senior care services come in form of, you're going to build a unique relationship between two people that understand the ups and downs of life and having been on the earth longer than the average bear, so to speak. And what we do is we, we match our seniors with mature caregivers who can help meet your personal needs, maybe your schedule, and then also personality matches as well. Uh, help with daily tasks around the home, uh, cleaning the house, laundry, maybe some meal preparation, grocery shopping, basic yard work, or just some company. You know, it's, it's a really, 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 really beautiful thing that Seniors Helping Seniors does. You can learn more Seniors Helping Seniors. Com. I'm going to go back to our phones and get our next call in. And hello and welcome in. You're on the Tony Basilio Show on a Thursday. Hey, guys. Dave, I called I called in last night, Gabe. Uh, yep. Here comes your negative phone call about Rick Barnes. <laughs> uh, offensive statistics, efficiency, yep. Yep. matters twice as much as defense efficiency numbers. And it, and it proves itself out of making a Final Four. And Barnes, seven since he was at Texas okay. to now, he's only had seven teams with the top 20 offensive efficiency, that finished in the top 20 in offensive efficiency. And all those teams made it to the second weekend. And I think y'all talked, but we talked about that last night, y'all did, that if his team's not in the top 20 off its busy, uh, they're bye-bye in the first, either the first game or the second. And That's been the pattern. And right now they're tracking in the 60s. And unless yeah, and they no, can no, get those numbers up, it, uh, if I the would, form I all, holds. I, did all I, did, I stayed up 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I, I know that sounds stupid. But no, no, no. It doesn't, no, no. You love this. It doesn't sound stupid to me because – I guarantee you, when you heard Matt say that, you said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig on that." Which is, which is, you know, kind of why we put the number out there. I'm not, I'm not. We did not put that number out to beat on Barnes. We put that number out because a couple weeks ago, Matt and I were looking, and Matt they climbed to like 28, right? They were starting to climb that ladder to where Matt was starting, starting to believe by the numbers that hey, when you're that efficient on defense. And then you can get into that top twenty offensively, Matt. That would have been almost an unbeatable combination. Well, yeah. The thing about it, it, the, the, thing about it is, the teams that win it all, they are top in offensive efficiency. They're, they're one of the best offensive efficiency teams and, and best defensive efficiency. That's teams. right. That's right. And, and right and now, the year, we're the year the Auburn made it. Yeah. Yep. They were. They were six and offense. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? 
knowledgeable staff, experienced goldsmiths, or true custom designers experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tell us story. We're this and so much more. Check us out at tillustory.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over $3.99? It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. We got Miles Johnson, 
from Foodland. We're going to find out what's happening with him. Miles, this is Terry from the radio station. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So what's on tap this week? Well, this week we have two different sales going on. We have our normal one-week ad, which features assorted pork chops, $1.69 a pound. Strawberries, two for five. Iceberg lettuce, 99 cents each. And Coca-Cola six-packs, three for 12. And Dr. Pepper six-packs, two for seven. All right. And we also have a four-day sale, which started today and ends on Sunday the 12th, okay. which features avocados, two for a dollar. They go two liters, four for five dollars. And whole chicken wings, $1.19 a pound. Oh, chicken wings. Huh? We got the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. That's perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And again, Miles, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th, right by the post office. Thank you. And thank uh, all of your great staff. Uh, they're always very friendly whenever I come in. And uh, you guys have a great weekend and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. All right. You too. This is Dr. Mike Steele. Tune in to American Steel, a weekly discussion of topics and events related to the challenges in our world. Listen as we examine the path to relevance and truth in our society and culture. You can catch the show on 101.7 WKOM at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Also, we can be found online at WKOM Radio or on Twitter at WKOM WKRM. See you on Sunday. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.